0: just had to get my millennial head off (laughs) and I think Covid's been good for that you know it's made me certainly slow down a little bit and not want everything now 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 because I know we're kind of in this for the long run.
1: Hey guys welcome back to When It Hits The Fan the podcast where we delve into what really happens when things go wrong on the road brought to you by Battleface the tough face of travel insurance. Now when it comes to endurance, few names have proven their mettle as many times as today's guest. Sean Conway has accomplished an astonishing array of physical challenges, including spending four and a half months swimming from Land's End to John Groats, a 4,200 mile ultimate triathlon circumnavigating the entire coastline of mainland Britain, breaking cycling records, crossing Europe and let's not forget climbing Mount Kilimanjaro dressed as a penguin to raise money for charity. Needless to say, this is not a man who shies away from a challenge. Of course, Sean has tons of stories to tell from his various exploits, but today we actually want to take a different angle, and it's something that most of us can relate to. How does someone like Sean, so driven by physical challenge and new experiences, endure being in lockdown? This is a really illuminating interview that goes into some of the psychological hurdles uh, of engaging in endurance adventures, and specifically the 496 challenge that Sean has recently been undertaking. Sean is the author of five books documenting his experiences. And if you want to find out more about him, we've put a link to his website in the description below. Guys, we've got loads of great guests lined up for upcoming episodes of When It Hits the Fan. uh, So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And of course, we'd love it if you could give us a like or a positive review on whichever platform you're using. But that's enough from me. Let's hear from Sean himself. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Uh, anytime, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm honoured.
1: Good stuff. Um, so look, Sean, you know, I, I talked about, um, you know, some of your amazing achievements at the start. Um, but I think kind of what, what is very interesting is we've all been through something very significant over the past few months, over the past year, in fact, which is kind of being forced into lockdown. You know, how has someone as, as active as you dealt with that?
0: <laughs> I didn't deal with it very well at the beginning, if I'm honest. Um, I was sort of, you know, had all these plans, like everyone set in for, for the later part of 2020 and into 2021. Um, and I just, I, I never knew where, when it was going to happen. So I kept postponing by a few months, postponing by a few months, postponing by a few months. And that just was leaving me sort of in limbo land, um, which wasn't good for me. You know, I'm really, I thrive on having big projects and knowing when they're going to happen and working towards them. Like that's kind of my oxygen. So eventually sort of coming towards the end of last year, I just said, you know what, let me just shelve all my pre-planned ideas. Um, And push them way back 2022 and it was the best decision I ever made I just said right everything I had planned for 2020 2021 I'm just going to push it to 2022 maybe even 2023 you know and it took the pressure off which then just opened up my diary and it was great and then all of a sudden I had all this free time to spend with my family which is quite rare for me you know I'm away a lot and And, you know, I got to be at home with my son and, and, you know, see him take his first steps and crawling and all this sort of stuff, which I would have missed because I had these other big projects on the go. So once I'd made that decision to, to just not worry about, you know, doing all these things that I had planned for years, it was really nice. And then it allowed me to sort of think of other stuff, you know, all of a sudden I thought, well, what can I do from home? What can keep me? creatively inspired what can keep me fit what can keep me active um and yeah I came up with a few challenges uh, to do from home which was which was great you know absolutely
1: I I really want to talk about these because you know I've followed these on on YouTube and I think it's a a kind of fantastic idea um but you, you know you you mentioned that you know kind of not being able to to realize some of the plans you had or not not maybe knowing what you were going to do wasn't good for you I mean perhaps it's just been a lot of us have experienced this uncertainty over the past 12 months of, you know, well, I did plan to do this, but now I can't. And you kind of feel like, you know, you you can't really set targets or or live the life the way you normally would. Um, Can you, can you go into that a little bit more in terms of, um, you know, how that affected you being so active, being somebody who, as you say, kind of thrives off challenge and activity?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just had to get my millennial head off. <laughs> and I think Covid's been good for that, you know. It's made me certainly slow down a little bit and not want everything now 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 because I know we're kind of in this f- for the long run, you know. We're seeing the end of it now, which is great, but certainly you know, I saw maybe sort of towards the latter half of last year that things were going to be a bit rubbish, very rubbish for me and and family. Um, when it comes to doing the stuff we want to do you know like my son is is 20 months old now for more than half his life he's barely left our house you know we've not been able to take him to the beach we've not been able to take him swimming he's not been able to do classes with other kids and you know so you know that we don't know how that's going to affect him in the long run I mean he's still managing to go to nursery a couple of days a week so that's pretty good Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's made me sort of kind of go right you know what it's only a year let's be honest and it's it's tough for people and i understand that but in the grand scheme of things i've touched wood i've probably got another 45 50 years on this planet you know let let's think of the long game and let's just be actually quite practical about it you know um and 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 that's kind of helped you know just kind of looking at the bigger picture if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and not getting too stressed out about the stuff that i can do anyway when lockdown's over and this is all past in a couple of years i'll just go back and do it you know and i'll I'll go and teach my son how to swim eventually (laughs) and things like that um and it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the world i still have my health everyone in my family my immediate family hasn't been affected by covid i've had some distant family members who've who've died of it unfortunately um which is very sad of course and Mm -hmm. um you know, I'm fine, we're fine, and we're we're going to get through this, you know.
1: Sure. And of course, then, I I guess, you know, what we're here to talk to you about, really, is how you got through that in terms of your own mental health, in terms of finding challenges for yourself. Because of course, like many other people, you suddenly had to become very localized. Do you want to tell us what you did?
0: Yeah, so... Because I knew 2021 was going to be a, a sort of a, a clean slate, as it were, I just thought, right, well, what can I do? You know, what can I do from home that's safe and and still inspiring for myself? So I came up with this idea of running one kilometre on the 1st of January, then two kilometres on the 2nd, three kilometres on the 3rd and so on. Um, which obviously means you end january with thirty one kilometer run at the end, and if you add all that together, it, it lands up being four hundred and ninety six kilometers um and it's a thing people have done it in the past not not many people um but it's it's called some people call it run the date um it's I called it the four nine six challenge um because it sounded cool and 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 people seem to love it I loved it I was just doing it personally for myself as something just to Give me some focus in the day, you know, because I spend a lot of time writing. You know, I'm always writing. I've written six books. I've currently got another five that I'm currently wow. writing. Um, and, you know, that does mean if anyone's ever written a book, you do spend a lot of time inside. <laughs> you know, as much as, you you know, I'd love to be able to go sit in an oak tree and write my book, but I'll be too distracted, you know. So I, I'm here in my office now. This is where I do all my writing. Um so I wanted to spend a bit more time outside so I, I did I came up with this 496 challenge and and um hoped that people would, would sort of follow me virtually but actually quite a few people actually did the, the challenge with me in January um and some people did it in February which is slightly shorter cheating <laughs> the 406, Yeah what is it, what is that add up to <laughs> four, I think it's 406 I think okay. it so it's still pretty decent Sure um and some people are doing it now in, in March, which is also the 496. So any, any month with 31 days, it's 496. Um, and, and also on top of that, so, so just doing the mileage excited me. You know, don't get me wrong. I thought as a challenge, it would be good. I wanted to fall back in love with running again. I haven't done, you know, proper sort of regular running in years, probably 2016 was the last time I did regular running mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to get good at running again. Um, not that I was ever good, but I just wanted to be able to go out and not worry about you know getting injured and that sort of thing and just enjoy you know if I wanted to go out for three hours, I knew I could do that risk free without you know blowing up a knee or something. Mm-hmm. So that was the other challenge. and then also I, I, I gave myself many challenges within the challenge. so every day I gave myself a little bit of a goal um, to do. And, and it was great. So I planted a tree. I did some litter picking. I ran up a hill. I ran a route that spelt out my name. I ran another route that drew a picture. You know, there's all these different things I did, which again, just added a little bit of excitement to each day. Um, which is, I think I needed it. I think I needed those extra bit of bits of motivation. Um, cause certainly the, the middle bit, I lost a bit of, a bit of motivation in the middle. Um, and, you know, would I have quit? Probably not. I am I'm, i can't quit. It's just not in my DNA, but it would have been a little bit more miserable had I just gone out and run the same loop with adding an extra kilometre each day.
1: Well, this is quite uh, interesting. In the YouTube video that we will link to in, in the description here, um, you know, you, you draw this graph that really, and I'm sure you can explain it better than me, that kind of explains, you know, sort of how skill level, you know, motivation, you know, kind of falls yeah. and then rises. Perhaps you have this, uh, perhaps you can. I still have it like actually. Yeah, yeah. check <laughs> this out,
0: right. So for anyone listening, basically there's two graphs on a, on a table. You got your motivation graph. Whenever you start something, your motivation is always quite high when you start because you're excited. And naturally it's just normal to lose motivation over time. And at the bottom, the other graph is your, your skill, or for my case, fitness. So when you first start out running, you're super keen to go for a run, but you're not that fit, but it's fine, you're getting through it. But it's every day you go out for another run, another run, another run. You kind of lose motivation because your fitness—you haven't crossed the the, the fitness motivation graph—and that's when people give up at the bottom of the graph. But that's the exciting bit, you know. That's the bit where you should keep on going because all of a sudden you'll stop feeling the benefits of your fitness. And when you're yeah, so when your fitness gets higher than your motivation, your motivation then actually follows it up again. Um, but it's quite common that everyone gives up on that bit there. So, um, yeah, so that kind of helped, you know, just kind of getting over that little hump in the middle. Um, so can, can, you, can, you and, think,
1: can you pinpoint and, which day was that, that hump for you?
0: Well, so, I, I can't remember the exact day. It's in the film. I think it was day 18... No. no about day 20, I think okay day 20 21 22 somewhere there which is strangely exactly halfway in mileage so it takes you 22 days to reach halfway in the total distance uh, and you do the last second half in the last nine days um and i mean i think it was well i know now it was i was stretching a bit more and i was eating well i didn't change my diet at all for the first three weeks you know, I wasn't eating any more, even though I was burning way more calories. And I think that didn't help. Um, I also didn't take any food or water with me for the first two weeks. You know, anything up to about 15, 16 K, I can just run without having to carry any water or food. Um, and then there was probably a couple of days where I should have had some food and I didn't. So that made me feel rubbish. So all these things added up to make me feel a little bit demotivated by by it. Um, but as soon as I did the basics, you know, upped upped my my diet, took a bit of food and water with me, um and and I actually then started planning a, a coffee stop. You know, there's no no cafes are open, but there was a, a service station about ten K from here. Um which I could go, you know, you just get the cheap ones from the machine. And actually that was quite nice. I would sit down in the forecourt having a one pound coffee and a bag of nuts. And uh, that, that also kind of added to the motivation side of things. So um, yeah. And then, and then I started loving it. And then the second half, you know, I, I actually didn't feel, I didn't go and plant a tree or do any of that because I was just enjoying running. You know, I'd got my, my mojo back, which was the whole point, you know?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I I guess, you know, and I touched on this at the start, really in in terms of some of the challenges you've done in the past, you know, swimming from uh, Land's End to John O'Groats, you know, real kind of um, amazing stuff. Do do you get the feeling, though, that, um, you know, people who look at that and think, well, look, I'm not the kind of person who can do this. But something like the 496 challenge is actually a great kind of introductory way of saying, actually, you can do endurance closer to home, kind of, you know, at your own speed and, and, you know, really kind of still experience that, the benefits of it, you know, without perhaps something which is gonna take four and a half months and, and take over your life and, you know, and have to be a full-time job, essentially.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I, I still have to do the big stuff for me, for my mental health, I still have to do the big stuff. And I'll never stop doing the big stuff even if people think it's unrelatable, you know, um, because that's not me. You know, I'm not going to stop doing the big, big challenges. If people go, oh, well, that's just too big. I'm not going to follow him. I'm not interested in that because I'm not interested in people following me or or that sort of thing. I I, I need to do it for myself. And I'm a better person when I have the big challenges in mind. Um, Yeah, of course, you know, it's, it's great that, that we can do stuff from our doorstep and I. I'm not the flag bearer for that sort of thing. Alistair Humphreys is, <laughs> you know, he's Mr. Microadventure. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not trying to to be Al Humphreys. I'm not trying to move into this new genre where are going, yeah, you, uh, you know, I'll, you can do stuff from home, that, but, you know, you can. You can do it. Al Humphreys is the, the guy to go to if you want to get inspiration about doing stuff from your front door and doing microadventures. Um, Al Humphreys is amazing for that. Uh, so this was actually kind of my first... Little, little attempt at uh, doing something from home that had a bigger kind of overall goal. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to carry on doing little, little things from home at the moment. I'm doing the 40 before 40 challenge. I turned 40 on the 6th of April. So 40 days leading up to my 40th birthday, I'm doing something every single day. You know, the other day I just did a random act of kindness. I left one of my books on a park bench uh, for someone to pick up um, I built someone challenged me to build a tea a wooden spoon so I built a wooden spoon yesterday I wrote a bucket list you know um so these are all little things I can do you know at home and keep me creative and inspired as well so yeah definitely it's we can all do way more stuff at home um but I I'm certainly not going to give up the big <laughs> the big challenges just yet you know because I I just have to do those big scary ones you know
1: well, speaking of the big scary challenges, then I know, I know earlier you mentioned that you'd kind of pushed everything off to, to uh, 2022. Uh, is there anything that you can tell us about now? Is there anything kind of concrete you'll be doing that year or is it, is it under wraps?
0: No, no, all under wraps, unfortunately. Um, the, this year, though, I am doing some slightly bigger stuff. Um, I'm hoping, well, I am going to be doing in June, might be July now because of travel, but we'll see is a marathon in each of the national parks in the UK. Um, I really want to sort of shed light on how amazing the national parks are in the UK and and how lucky we are to have them and that fact that they're free to, to go into and explore. You know, many, many countries in the world, national parks are cordoned off. You drive through and you pay your entry fee and you go in and you spend the night or whatever you camp, which you pay for, and then you leave. Whereas national parks in the UK, it's you're free to get into, which is a really good thing. I, you know, I believe that's a good way of doing it in the UK. Some countries you have to do it, you know, you have to have the other model. Um, and I want to share a bit of a bit of a love story for our national parks. So I'm going to be doing that in, um, in June. And again, that's you know not particularly difficult to marathon a day for two weeks is not, not exactly groundbreaking stuff, but it'll be fun. It'll be a, a bit of an adventure. Uh, so that's, that's, sort of the bigger one coming up. And then I would like, you know, I really did fall in love with running in the four, nine, six. So I really would love to go and do an, uh, a month long, a six week long run at the back end of this year, if I can. Um, And I'd like to, to do it abroad. Um, I don't know what it is going to be. I don't know where it's going to be. I actually kind of don't care where it is. I just would like to run all day, sleep in a tent, get up and run all day again and do that for six weeks um so yeah watch this space hopefully i'll be able to do that once travel restrictions have been lifted um but yeah yeah watch this space
1: <laughs> brilliant well uh, you know absolutely and and which space should people watch then i mean if people want to find out more about you know the books you've written the challenges you've done so far uh, or in terms of kind of what you're going to do in the future where should they follow you where are you most active
0: oh gosh um I have a love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> it's in the love at the moment, so we're all good. Um, Instagram, Sean Conway Adventure, or seanconway.com. Um, or just search me on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel, and it's going to start putting a little bit more content out there, which I'm really enjoying. I used to be a photographer in my old life, mm-hmm. as I call it. Um, so I'm really getting quite a, a buzz out of creating visual visual content again. So, um, yeah, watch watch those faces.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um Thank you so much for spending the time having a chat with us, uh, Sean. Uh, yeah, and as anytime. I was saying, yeah, we'll put your details below so that people can kind of go off and find a little bit more about you if they don't already know about you. Uh, but until then, um, yeah, thank you.
0: Thanks very much, mate. Keep, keep growing that beard.
1: I will, yeah. It'll be, it'll be your size at uh, some point, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> nice one, mate. Catch you later. Cheers.
1: Bye-bye. Guys, that's all we've got time for this episode. Uh, we're going to put Sean's uh, details in the description. So if you want to find out more about him, the challenges he's done or the upcoming challenges, which he has planned for this year and the next, then you can do that. Uh, but until next time, goodbye.